checked it before heading out that morning. When the waitress came to collect his plate, I saw her brush her arm against his as she reached over him. He looked up and smiled and said something before going back to his book. Under the fluorescent lights in the toilets, I rubbed some gloss into my lips, I yanked my hair out of its ponytail, ran my fingers through it, and arranged it over my shoulders. It was dirty blonde and dirty. I tied it back up. My jeans were good and new and tight, but the grey hoodie that showed a stripe of stomach kept going from daggy to cute and back again. I narrowed my eyes at my reflection. Whatever you do, I told myself, don't mention tampons. Mr. Ackerman. Sasha. Hello. I saw you earlier when I walked in. Ah, yes. You saw me too. Why didn't you say hi? I don't know, I suppose... I thought you might have better things to do on a Saturday than chat to your daggy old science teacher. You're not daggy. I lap-danced my eyes over his weekend stubble, the grey t-shirt, his right hand, which was tugging at the leather band of his wristwatch. What are you drinking? It's an affogato. What, like the vegetable? No, it's a coffee drink, kind of like a spider for grown-ups. I see. I leaned one hand on my hip and sucked my bottom lip under the top one until it disappeared. Mr. Ackerman looked down to the floor, where one of my sneakers was standing firmly on top of the other. Then he looked around the cafe, at the other people sitting there, reading newspapers or quietly chatting, and back at me. Would you like to try one? I perched on the stool next to his and leaned my elbows in front of me. We kept our eyes on the street. It was early afternoon in the middle of autumn, and the sun was bright but stingy with its warmth. A woman walked past, pushing an empty pram. She was talking on her mobile phone. Our silence was long and expectant, like the minutes between the snooze button and the return of the alarm. So, I spat out, sorry about the tampons. Oh, don't worry about that, he said. You've done your time. Every year since year seven, a nurse had come to science class to talk about periods of menstruation. We were never warned beforehand. It was always just sprung on us at the beginning of the lesson. They'd schedule it for the first term, so the weather was still warm enough for the boys to go play sport with Mr. Ackerman on the Oval, while the girls were forced to sit again through the same embarrassing question time, the same video with the same girls wearing 80s hairstyles and fashion, back when it was really the 80s and before it was cool again. This year, when the boys returned after the talk, Sam Geary and Sam Stewart had snatched the box of complimentary tampax off my desk. I was too embarrassed to ask for it back. While Mr. Ackerman was out saying goodbye to the period lady, the boys had unwrapped the tampons, wet them under the tap, and thrown them up at the ceiling, where they'd stuck, the strings hanging down above us for the rest of the lesson like the stalactites we'd learnt about the year before. Later that afternoon, the tampons had dried up and started dropping one by one onto the floor and the heads and desks of Mr. Ackerman and his year eight students. Wished I could have seen it. We were halfway through English class, and the boys were excused and the girls told to produce their tampon boxes right there and then. Of course, I was the only one who didn't have mine, so I got sent to Mr. Ackerman's office, where I stood in front of him and told him with a straight face that I'd got my period that day and had used them all up already. All of them? he'd asked. Two at a time, I'd said. 
Unfortunately for me, Miss Nesbitt, the swimming teacher, had been keeping track of our cycles so we couldn't use the same excuse every week. When consulted, she had divulged that I wasn't due for another fortnight. I wasn't about to dob on the Sams, so I'd sat through detention every Thursday afternoon for a month. When my drink came, I started eating the ice cream out of it with a teaspoon. Mr. Ackerman told me in his class voice to stir it in so it would sweeten the coffee. I left it to melt and reached for the sunglasses sitting next to his book and keys. Are these yours? I asked, putting them on. They were too big for me. The arms reached way beyond my ears, and I had to press the lenses to my face with my fingers to stop them falling off. The world looked blue from beneath those glasses, like science fiction. They're so blingy. I don't know about that. He smiled for the first time, his face stubbly and blue now, too.